0: Show is The Fan, Ben. That is Brent Gunning. Good
1: morning to you. And good morning to you, Ben. Good morning to John Tavares. Good morning to John Tavares' father. Good, yeah. He is Joe Tavares? Up. I don't know. Is yes, that, yeah, is Joe did? Tavares. Okay. Of course. Of course, right?
0: Joe Tavares. Right. Joe and
1: John Tavares.
0: A huge, huge day for them on Long Island yesterday. It was like well timed as well, Brent. Like mm. we, we were, and we'll revisit it today. Shohei Otani, the disappointment of the weekend, and then the subsequent. Narrative by so many national baseball writers to disparage the fine city of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Only our hero Kevin Gossman That's right. uh vocally defending the Blue Jays in this market as a as a sporting market. It was that, not
1: that move by Kevin.
0: Oh, we'll get yes. to that. Um it was a good reminder that you know what? Somebody did choose the smoke of yes. Toronto. Yes. Somebody said, you know what? I can go other places where maybe my chances of winning might be higher. And certainly in retrospect would have been mm-hmm. like remaining in Long Island. Things did progress for them a little further along than they have for the Maple Leafs, yep. at least in the post season since that point. But no, he wanted to return to his hometown team. Um, and he wanted to take less. Now I, I get it. Like he didn't know there'd be a pandemic and the cap yep. wouldn't go up. But yeah, well he could he also- could have written his ticket. He he signed for seven years and eleven million per. So it was it was a good reminder mm-hmm. that that guy exists in the wake of Shohei Ohtani.
1: Yeah, if only if only he could defer uh, all but one dollar of his salary until his playing days are over. Again, we'll get to that. Excellent reminder that yeah. And hey, is it different for sure? Hometown kid. Uh, this will shock all of you, Shohei Ohtani. Not from Toronto, not from Canada. Don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard. Uh, he's not the hometown guy. Tavares was. Again, we we all know the, the other options that were on the table. Go back to Long Island. Bruins and Tampa were kicking tires. There's the belief he could have had way more money in San Jose. He chose to come home. The fact that he gets 1,000 points there with those fans still hating him and God love them for hating him so much. Like, you have to, I don't like that they boo him to the extent they do, but you have to respect it, that they are still angry all these years. I dislike it. Well, I mean, I, like, I love John Tavares. He's a Leaf. I don't want him to be booed, but, like, I respect them to no end for the fact that they are, they They will never, they'll never let this go. Like, they will never let this go. No, I'm like I'm a guy who booed Vince Carter yeah. up until the absolute bitter end. I was gonna get to this.
0: So there's a story on the Athletic today about how, oh, everybody makes fun of the Islanders fans for booing John Tavares, and you know what? I, I have no problem with. Okay, who's actually like I, I think it's 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 certainly a storyline whenever the Leafs go mm-hmm. back to Long Island, and the first time around, it was yeah, it was a scene, man. They were throwing plastic snakes on the ice, and you know people would uh trader jerseys yes, that, I do remember that in the arena like that that was extreme and again not something I wouldn't have done given the circumstances mm-hmm. being flipped in in my case yep but Is it a straw man argument to say, like, hey, everybody is laughing at us Islanders fans for continuing to boo John Tavares?
1: It's now a straw man. But I think this thing has gone cyclical. I think at first everyone expected it of the snakes and the throwing and the traitor and the boo. And then I feel like after the first two-ish years of it, there was a bit of, all right, people, give it up. Now, I didn't. I didn't get on that because, again, I'm a guy who booed Vince Carter going to Raptors games for the entirety of my young life until he stopped playing basketball. So I understand that. But I do think there was a point in time where people said, oh, give it a rash. You've been booing a guy for two, three years. But now they haven't stopped. And it's gone on so long that any of those people, and again, not one of them myself, but I do think there was a subsect of people who felt that way. They've now come all the way back, and they're going, man, you guys still hate him, eh? All right, good for you. Hate is real. Love is love, and hate is hate. hate is and real. you really hate that guy. Yeah, and it added to the moment as John Tavares
0: racking up a couple of assists, the second one uh, for point number 1,000, and ties the game with under 10 seconds to go, Leafs losing overtime, blah, 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 love blah, doing blah, that. Blah. Yeah. Mm, do they? I mean, love they also tying love tying it up. No, yeah, okay. they love tying it up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say they haven't lost in regulation in. They've lost like one time in regulation in a month. It's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Like they yeah. just keep racking up points. Um, and we can talk about the game to a degree. I I, I want to talk more about John Tavares. Yeah, it's so. way more interesting because like yeah, we do the minutiae of every game and like we, we we'll love do it tomorrow. To do it.
1: We'll we'll do it tomorrow when they lose to the Rangers <laughs> and the tired out of back to back when they, they went out with all their dads last
0: night. The games are coming fast and furious now. Yeah, because the they they are at MSG to play. Uh, a good Rangers and team tonight. Just before we move in
1: on that, I will say, I've I've complained a lot about, you know, the news cycle and Otani bleeding into it. Did kind of work out perfectly. Like, you know, not the end result in mm. terms of where he ended up. But, okay, we got to breathe. We're getting a little more minutiae coming out of it. But now, right as we have a full-blown Leafs week, like, it feels like an actual perfect yeah. transition here. Again, I know we're all heartbroken still, but, yeah. Yeah, uh, Leafs get the uh, the spotlight here.
0: Uh there are still Otani uh, morsels to pick up oh, yeah. which which we will uh throughout the course of the show. I so I feel like I'm I'm talking to somebody who I I don't need to necessarily have this particular okay. conversation with because you are number 1 John
1: Tavares guy. I, do. I feel like I feel <laughs> like he's like Yeah, no. I'll do you, wanna, do you want to join me to tell you exactly how much I am number 1 John okay. Tavares guy? The year I got married. Was the year he signed here, yeah. and to my rehearsal dinner for my wedding, my wife gave me a John Tavares jersey that I wore for the rehearsal dinner at my wedding. Okay, yeah. so like that's the yeah. that's the level of Tavares guy yeah. I am. Okay, at least
0: she knows who she married. Oh so boy, she does. That's good. Yeah, it's good. to I mean, understand what you got I took, her, got her, I took into. her to
1: the Bahamas to watch Tiger Woods for the yeah. Hero World Challenge. Every right. trip I take is to watch sports. I am who I am. Yeah, and Make your and, point. and I'm glad that you recognize that as well.
0: <laughs> uh, I. I'm an Oakville guy, so yeah. like John Tavares, like that. I, I live in Burlington now, but like, yeah, John Tavares was my guy. They're fighting over you, um, but I will say there's an element of the John Tavaresness that like irks me every once in a while, right? Mm. Like the, they, well, okay, I guess the word of the day yesterday was stoic, right? Yes. To me, it's just like boring. Sure, it's it's somebody who feels like he's holding something back, who who wants to be the perceived. Hockey robot. Mm. Uh, again, like this, separating that from the hey, returning to his hometown team, taking all the slings and arrows that would come yep. with leaving the Islanders and being the captain there and deciding that he did not want to be traded in season, giving the Islanders a belief that they could re sign him and then making it feel like mm-hmm. the Shohei Otani situation where he had his destination predetermined yep. all along, which I don't think was the case, or I think it was more like the case with Shohei Otani. But I. It was a good reminder for me <laughs> that, like, that's just who he is, and yep. he's that way because of Joe Tavares, who didn't get to watch any of his minor hockey career apparently because he was a steel decker and a welder working six and seven days a week. Yeah, that is a man. Is it like? I'm not a man.
1: No, we've uh, we talked about this. We talked about you trying to change your winter tires. And then you <laughs> said, "I'm going to take it to the store."
0: <laughs> I come I come into a studio for three hours and I talk about sports and then I go home. Joe Tavares every day, you know, putting on a a welder's mask. Yes, getting in there with. Metal, Mm -hmm. sticking them together, however they do that. Yeah, I was going to say, sound like you know less about this. (laughs) That's Uh, a real man who worked his fingers to the bone to give John mm -hmm. the opportunity to play hockey as much as he did and is watching the fruits of his labor. I got to tell you, like, and part of it is having two sons as well,
1: like, watching that moment yesterday, like,
0: but uh, all the feels.
1: Oh, I was going to say, because you're like, you realize your version of that story, though, is it's like, and my dad... Went but, and sat in a warm room yeah. with a, a gas bag named Brent for three hours yeah. every day. It just doesn't. Quite well, and this. also, like my dad was at all of my minor <laughs> hockey games
0: because his weirdo schedule allowed, allowed him to yeah, be yeah, literally yeah. everywhere yeah. at any time. I have nothing. I, I can't wait to yeah. see how my my children talk to their therapists about how bad a dad I was, yeah. considering like oh. I'm the the best dad. Like I, I'm at every, but they'll figure out a way. Oh, but, yeah, I'm at all the things. We
1: all we all find a way. Up. Don't get me started. I was fatherly. <laughs> father of the year last night we we all are the the Tavares of it all you know it's funny as you were setting that point up about you know stoic hockey robot this is an unfair comp because obviously in terms of player in terms of accomplishment you know this is no knock on John Tavares they're just on different stratospheres the guy I was thinking about is Sidney Crosby right because he's a bit uh he's a bit hockey robot too for sure but you poke him and you prod him. Yeah, that's you'll get, the thing. You'll get some... I want to get to that in a you'll, second. You'll get some emotion out of him. And I don't just mean <laughs> on the ice. Because you'll occasionally see Tavares kind of kind of cross a lot. Not often. But occasionally you will see it where he does get a little mad. But with Sid, you ask him questions. he will occasionally opine on things. And the, now the one thing I will say that's the difference is, again, there are different stratospheres of a player. But it's also a guy who is has no questions left to answer, right? He has won everything. The gold medals, and not that Tavares hasn't won those, but the cups, the place in the game, all of that is unquestioned. And I do wonder if there is maybe, maybe a different version, not to a big extent, but if there would be a exhaling, if they were ever able to do the thing here, where maybe, maybe you get a slightly different version Of him. I don't think it's some, like, he's not going to become Mitch Marner or anything along. uh, Please, please don't. But. I think you would see maybe a slightly different version of it. Like them, we see
0: more personality if there's more team
1: success. I, I, not more team success. It has to be the ultimate team success. Oh. I don't think John Tavares is a, like you yeah, might have a drink. Let's he just, might have something with sugar in it. Yeah. Like let's go through, like let's say it was the, it was the bubble year and they beat the Canadians and they lose that cup final. I don't think you see some different Tavares, but I do wonder if with the whole pressure of it off, maybe there's a slightly different version. But to your point, that's just who he is, man. That is how he's wired. It is why he is the perfect guy to own the mantle of being the captain in this market. Because it's just, there's nothing that that phases him. He is hockey robot. like, mm-hmm. And we all make the jokes about it, but that's just who he is to his core. And again, mm-hmm. I, you do the compare and contrast with Sid. Like, there's more there there when it comes to Sid than, than Tavares. And I don't begrudge him for that at all. Okay, so you know, I
0: was going to pose this as if it's fact, but maybe it's not. I, I, I don't
1: think John Tavares is an all time leaf by any stretch of the imagination. Do you? All time leaf? Are we looking at it like number like, uh, goes into the rafters?
0: Yeah. You, when you okay, so you know. We're, Matt and Dean, obviously yep. the tippy top, Duh. and and yep. Doug Gilmore yep. and and Wendell, and Wendell. Yep. like that feels like the holy trinity, yep. right up there. And then like somewhere lower than that is like Darcy Tucker and mm-hmm. and Ty Domi. Yep. And he, here's the thing that ties all those guys together: nobody won it all, right? right? Yep. Like totally. there was postseason mm-hmm. success, and there were moments in the postseason, and in the case of Darcy Tucker, there was like this, and Ty Domi, there was yep. like this, and Wendell, and yeah, <laughs> right. Doug and Gilmore. Yeah. Uh, There's like this other element of like, of feistiness, mm-hmm. like the thing, the emotionality you're yep. talking about in game when yep. it comes to Sidney Crosby. Now Crosby's different because yeah, he's f- won it all, right? Serial winner. So I don't think we're ever going to see that element of it no. for John Tavares. There's never going to be like a postseason series where like he, you know, threw this huge hit that sparked some Incredible moment in, in Leafs history, mm-hmm. but he could be part of a a memorable postseason run, which we thought maybe last year would be. Yep. And he scores the overtime winner mm-hmm. in Game Six. What does he need to get on that level? Because like all the ingredients, all the ingredients are there. He's a hometown kid. Mm-hmm. He decided to come to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's been the captain. He's produced. Like you yeah. can't argue with the numbers. But what's holding him back from getting to that echelon? Because it feels like it's it's. Not even the, the ultimate goal that you're mm-hmm. talking about. Because, again, those yep. those Leaf teams were remembered very fondly mm-hmm. for the things that they did, which were, again, notably not winning the Stanley Cup, but doing something it, in the postseason. Obviously, different world, yeah, yeah. pre-cap and all that. But, like, what is what is keeping John Tavares from getting to that next echelon of Maple Leafs' legacy?
1: Honestly, I think right now, right now, it's being in the moment. I Like... I'm not saying he doesn't need a little more. And the thing that separates, be it Dean, be it Gilmore, be it Wendell. And again, Domi and Tucker, they're like, a, and I know you know this, but they're like a completely different bucket, right? Mm-hmm. They are the they are the heart and soul guys. Right. They're not beloved for what, the, well, they're beloved for what they did, but not what they brought necessarily, you know, to the score sheet any, any given night. I think the only thing holding Tavares back from how we feel about him in that And I don't know, maybe it is a tick below Sundin or Gilmore or Clark, but it's that we're in the moment right now, like 20 20 years from now. You think we'll look back on this like it? But if they don't win more than a couple of rounds. It is not that we're going to look back on this era as, oh, man, I love it the way I love those Sundin teams and the Battle of Ontario and Roberts Mm. and Tucker and finding a way in McGilney. It's not going to be that. But it is going to – he will always – You know, this is a weird comparison to make, but he almost holds a place for the Leafs in a way that Kyle Lowry does for the Raptors. It's about what he represents more than what he accomplished. And I know Kyle Lowry won the championship, but Mm. it is the fact that Tavares came here. And again, this is why I talk about the recency bias, but it's like it's reverse recency bias. He. Ended the drought of this team not winning a playoff series for a borderline generation of people. And I know that they lost to the Panthers and they laid an egg, quite frankly, in that series. And we all hate it. And right now, no one wants to hear that. And I even hate, like, if I'm in the car hearing Brent Gunning say this, go, oh, give it a rest. They lost in five to the Panthers. Who cares about that? Yeah, guess what, man? Like, the Borshevsky goal. I don't really remember it, but I still hold it near and dear to me. Like, there are these moments that we think of that didn't end in a championship, that didn't end in some miracle run. And I think that the only thing kind of holding it back right now, and the other part and parcel of this, and this is, like, very good job leading us here. This is a great job hosting by you. The other part and parcel of this is that when people look back on this era— and I'm not saying this is everybody because some people will never stop thinking about $11 million and what that did to the Leafs cap picture. But I think if people look back on this era and say, oh, this Leafs team couldn't get it done, they're not going to absolve Tavares of that. But he ain't first and he ain't second. He might not even be third when it comes to this. Mm, maybe. Maybe. But he, he wears the C. Like He, he has- scored the overtime winner that okay, actually the one got them over. but they won a round. I I, I say what I'm saying is that from this era, I think if you're doing like, let's say it all ends up the way it's gone this far and they have, you know, maybe one or two other moments, but ultimately it ends in failure. I think that if you're doing blame pie or the, you know, the gold, silver and bronze of blame, I don't think it's going to be John Tavares that is seen as gold on that. I don't.
0: No, as far as the actual responsibility he holds. but And when you're the captain, like, that's the thing. You're you're the mascot for the team. Like, you're the yeah. representative. Like, quite literally, that's yeah. what, you're the only guy to talk to the referee. You're the guy that has to speak after every game. You are okay. the Just... spokesman for this era yeah. of Toronto Maple Leafs. And for that reason, like, I, I, you know, for his sake, I hope that there's, like, a modicum. You don't have to win a Stanley totally. Cup. And and I thought last year would do it, but clearly the way they went out in the yep. second round, like it it takes like a couple of rounds and it takes like mm-hmm. man, really giving people belief that this could have been your year, like some of those uh those two thousands ish Leaf teams did. You know, they were making conference finals mm-hmm. and you know, coming up just barely short. Um, if you have a run like that, again, it doesn't have to be a Stanley yep. Cup. Uh, a, a championship. It doesn't even have to be a Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. right? If you just have an extended run that doesn't make this generation of Leaf teams feel like abject, underachieving mm-hmm. losers, yep. then you can he you can start having that conversation. I think the problem is that this it's hard not to look at, despite the series yep. victory a season ago, as this being just an unbelievable disappointment so far in the postseason, and he's... I'm sorry that you wear the
1: seat, you're the poster boy for that. So I'm not going to say it hasn't been a disappointment, but the thing, you know, it's interesting to bring up Sundin in all this, because where my mind immediately goes with that is, how differently would we feel about John Tavares if, I don't know, his teammates would have found a way to win literally one hockey game after they took Uh a 3-1 series lead because what was the story of those Sundin teams? God love Matt Sundin. How many times, you know, I remember during the pandemic, we're just showing old playoff games and stuff to keep me motivated or keep me alive, basically, of like, hey, don't worry, sports will come back soon, Brent. You'll be able to go outside. And hey, great big Leaf game. And how many of those were Matt Sundin hurt for? And you needed your McGillneys, your Roberts, your Tuckers, your Domies, whoever it ended up being, and that's why I think that you're right. Like, hey, he's the captain, and there will always be a subtext of people that will say, look, man, you're the captain. You're the guy who took all the money to start. You're the one who made all those guys Asked for the money they did, which I don't think is wholly true, but is definitely part and parcel of the equation. But I think that we are just way too close to it right now. I think Mm -hmm. given the fact that he, again, it's one goal. It should not be. But it's the only thing this era has to show for it. So to look at him and say that he's the one that's going to wear it the most. Not the most. But I'm saying what's holding him back from being an all-time great because he
0: should be. Right? Like people should be like, oh. Here are my favorite Leafs, and it's like, you don't have to go very far before you get to John Tavares, the hometown kid, uh, who, who like changed the narrative that nobody wanted to come to Toronto, took less money, wore the sea, produced from day one. Now in the postseason, a little bit of a different story of the core four guys. Yep. Like, yeah, you can put mm-hmm. holes in his Fair. points per game and goals per game uh, numbers during the postseason. But, yeah, everybody's underperformed in, in the postseason. But, yeah, there is – and maybe it's just the overall feeling around this generation of Leafs teams There's, there's just – It's it's been just so many disappointments and and, and so many crucial failures that just everybody kind of wears it. But he should be on the short list of your favorite Leafs of all time. And I,
1: like, again, like we, I don't know what what more to to go with it, but I, I just think I really do feel like it is that we're stuck in a kind of to a certain extent, mm-hmm. no, reverse we, recency bias. We because, haven't
0: seen the end of it either, too, right? Like, if well, again, the, if, if something happens this year in the postseason well, forget, or, you know, in a couple of years, he signs the the, the smaller the, deal that uh, allows them to do <laughs> bigger and he becomes a lesser part of the team. But, yes, they have more team success. It, yeah, if, if it ever happens, well, first of all, if they win a Stanley Cup, everybody that is on it, the they, ice during that, they all go on yes, Legends Row forever. ahead of everybody else. Forever. So, yes, there is the potential for this to reverse itself. I just – I do look at a guy who – and it's not like nobody likes John Tavares. People like John Tavares, but something is holding him back. And it's not just the stoicism because – No, it's not. Matt Sundin wasn't exactly like – with the media, you didn't hear a lot from Matt Sundin that was like, wow, that was really Mm -hmm. quite something. No. Uh, No. so it's it's something else, and I think it's just the team success.
1: Yeah, and I think you know another other parts of it too. I think as well, team success is part of it. But you know, John Tavares, you know, Matt, I know Matt Sindine didn't like this when people uh, people said this when he played here, but I don't think he's listening. <laughs> You know, Matt uh, John Tavares hasn't exactly been playing with Jonas Hoagland's, uh during his time right. here in Toronto. I think that's the other part of it as well. Not that Sundin played on bad leaf teams the whole time, but how many conversations do we have? about, oh my God, can we get this guy a winger? Uh, Tavares has had a decent one uh, for for his bulk here. I think that's the other thing. Like it's it is a very interesting, it's a very interesting conversation to have. And I think that I I do I do think that when we when we look back on it, there will always be the people that go that immediately go to the cap hit and say everything that he is the, you know, as much as he's the domino that set it all up, he's the one that set it all up to fail to your, to your point. But I think that uh, the farther removed we get from this, the mm-hmm. better it will look. Sure. And especially if there's
0: more success to come um, bars low. Um, so yeah. Real low. Uh, awesome. Matthews was dominant in that hockey game. God So good. He had 11 shots on goal. He had, Couple of posts is eight on the season. I thought he was going to break the post on um, one of the. One yeah, of the. he was. He was real, real good. Um, I mean, it was it was a game where like each team had dominant stretches. Yeah, And I, I wouldn't say. That the Leafs were outplayed by a substantial mar- uh, margin, or outplayed the Islanders by a substantial margin. I, and I it was think it's like a,
1: honestly, it was like a basketball game. Just felt like one team had. Runs. It just felt like yeah, it felt like one team had the ice tilted one direction for a long stretch, long stretches of time, kind of going both ways. It Was a weird, weird game.
0: Yeah, and Ilya Samsonov gets the point. I will say, I mean, there were a lot of posts hit both ways. Yep. I, I I didn't exactly have an air of confidence you watching all Ilya Samsonov in yesterday's hockey game, but you know what? Scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And he did enough to get the Leafs a point and could have done enough to get them a victory, which is, I guess, all we're asking for him.
1: I know you have notifications on for, for all my tweets, so you would have seen this. It did not happen. You'll note I didn't tweet Sammy looks good yeah. early on in this one because he didn't. He so did not that's why, I didn't, that's why I didn't uh, send that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's results more important early on for Samsonov here, especially you know, given the little bit of run he's going to have again, you know, you're going to need Martin Jones as well here, but it's much like the Leafs stack points, stack points, find a way. For Samsonov, just find a way to have a game where we're not talking about the one or two that absolutely killed them because that has been a problem for for him in the past. So I think that's the. It's just about kind of building confidence, building momentum for that guy because he is somebody who, you know, all goalies are streaky, all players are streaky, but we've seen it so much with Samsonov, and it it really does feel like him getting off to a good start here is the most important thing for, for the Leafs in this run. Like, they need to play strong in front of him, but if he's not able to get any stops, like, I'm sorry. Like, Martin Jones is not the stopgap answer here if Samsonov can't hack it. And, you know, I'm not going to say he was brilliant last night, but just important for him to find a way to keep him in the game, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, some pucks are, are like, a couple of inches in the other direction, and we're having a very different yep. conversation. Like, there were a couple of times where it was like, oh, does he see where the puck's going? Like, he... Is, there's, there were some pucks. For sure. You know, I was reminded of our conversation with Bruce, uh, Bruce Boudreaux a number of weeks ago. Where he was like, yeah, you can tell sometimes when you know puck's hitting the, the end boards and the goal is like, oh, there it goes. Or like off the post. And yeah, he was like, oh, it looked yeah. like he had no idea no where the puck was going. But ultimately, job done. Yep. Not, not the ultimate job of two points, but a point, uh, which the Leafs have done more often than not over the last month. All right. Uh, we'll come back around to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Certainly, plenty of times today. Uh, Let's take a break, okay, and come back. There's lots to get to, including the Raptors doing the Raptor thing, but also, is Shohei Otani making $70 million a year or $2 million a year? We discuss next as the Fan Morning Show continues. Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Bourne. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on
1: Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fan morning show, Sportsnet five the fan band. Spring gunning. What do you know about money, friend? Uh, don't have don't have enough of it. Always need more. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion. I, I have a cursory understanding of how money works. You I exchange actually, it for goods and services. I've, I've heard that. I I remember telling you that I hate like getting bogged down with money thoughts. And your, I mean, it was a good good try by you. You said I should just give you all of mine. Yeah. And I I actually we had a family meeting about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we we are we're gonna hold on to our money. Hmm. All right, well, keep me in mind. I will. Like, if, if the day comes that I just go off grid, I saw, like, an Instagram video of this town in Switzerland where there's, yeah. like, locals that just, like, float down the river home from work or whatever. I guess Sounds upstream amazing. must be terrible. That, that's the downside of it. It's, like, imagine going upstream oh, to it. brutal. But downstream, like, if I ever decide to do that and just, like, float down a river in mm-hmm. Switzerland to and from work. I can have your money? You will be on the short list. Okay, thanks, man.
0: So that's good. Uh, so yeah, here's what I know about money is I can bilk you out of yours and Maybe. also, and also that like time equals money. Okay. Like, no, like no, this is quite, this is a, a real thing that I have applied in my life. Like okay. you get like zero interest financing. That's a good thing. If you, if you can get zero interest and you don't have to pay everything right away and it costs you mm-hmm. nothing. That's, that's worth a lot. Yes. Especially these days.
1: <laughs> Big time.
0: Interest rates are high. Mm-hmm. The longer you have to pay something out, the, the better it is for you because ultimately, and it's hard to feel this way, if it's, especially if it's only like a year or mm-hmm. six months or whatever, like that money is worth less to you down the line than it is in the moment. Time equals money. Why am I talking about this? Because Shohei Otani is not making seven hundred million dollars over the next ten years with the Los Angeles Dodgers. No. How much? He's making twenty million dollars over the next ten years. That feels with the Los Angeles Dodgers, and then he's going to make six hundred and eighty million dollars in the subsequent ten years. So, so he's gonna he's gonna make two million dollars a year. For the first 10 years of this deal. So, Headline item, Shoy Ohtani signs 10-year, $700 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Details revealed yesterday as it officially becomes officialized. So there was a little bit of a conversation yesterday when some of the reports of this deal were coming down. That, oh, like somebody's got to put their body in front of this thing. There's no way this is actually going to be allowed to stand. No, it's over. Yep. It's done. He's going to get $2 million a year. Like <laughs> literally That's insane. A, of the Dodgers players under contract right now, he is receiving the lowest dollar amount of any Dodgers player in his standard player contract yeah, 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 for the yeah, next yeah. 10 years. And, like, he's making $40 million in least off, or whatever, off the field, yeah. whatever. But, like, from the Dodgers, they're giving him $2 million a year. And then immediately once his contract expires, every July 1st for the next 10 years, he gets a check for $68 million. So what does this mean?
1: Well, it means retirement's going to be sick for him.
0: So I, I, I told you, like, I have a cursory understanding of how money works, and that's true. Like, I told you the thing, like, money, mm-hmm. time equals money. Okay. I, can't, I can't exactly, you know, I, I don't know the formula to figure out what exactly $700 over 20 years means as opposed to over 10. But somebody else does. Like, somebody else yeah. is smart enough to do that. And you know what? We have a pretty solid idea of what that means. Means like probably less than $500 million over 10 years is what it means. Like, that's the equivalent of today's dollars. Right. Like, if Shoy Otani was factually given $70 million a year over these 10 right. years, like he could invest it, or even if he just puts it in the bank and it accrues interest yep. over, like that's worth way, way more than $68 million right. in 20 years. So, what's happening here? Well, If you were of the belief that money wasn't everything for Shohei Otani, and then you saw the final deal, and you're like, wait, that seems like counter. That's so much, yeah. Here's what I think happened, Brent. Okay. He did not choose the Dodgers because of the money. Mm -hmm. Because there's a, especially if Ben Nicholson Smith's reporting is correct, which we all believe it to be. For sure. That the Blue Jays were very much in the ballpark of the Los Angeles Dodgers, maybe going north of $600 million In total value. And I guess there would be some. uh, Deferment in payments from. The Blue Jays. Probably Mm -hmm. not to the degree that we're seeing. From the Dodgers. I would guess. That what the Blue Jays were offering. In real today. Money. Was worth more than what the Dodgers are giving up. In tomorrow money. He chose the Dodgers. Not because of the money. He did it so some agent can say. He did it. Because of the money, right. and he earned him a historic $700 million contract, which is not correct. This is not a $700 million contract. Some agent gets to put his hand up and say, mm-hmm. I did it. Right. And we know the name of the agent, Nez Bilello, Yeah. and the Athletic did a big write-up yeah, yeah. on him, blah, 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 blah. That guy gets to say, I signed the richest player contract in the history of North American pro sports, but he didn't. Because that's, that's not what, what this is. If you're getting
1: $68 million 20 years from now. Yeah, it's interesting, and this just proves what a rube I am when it comes to money, because my immediate first blush reaction upon hearing this is, what a smart guy. He gets to live off his endorsements now, and then he gets this money is, like, basically living his paycheck in retirement. Like, you know, the way, like, some people would, like, oh, I can pay myself via a pension or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was where my mind immediately went with this. You're right. Like, the idea, this is, and again, shocker, I'll bring it up to a hockey comparable. Obviously, the money is way, way lower here. There's a reason why when Austin Matthews and Sidney Crosby and Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid and all these guys sign their deals especially when they do it with a big market team they say uh, I'm gonna be taking about twenty million of that in signing bonus the second the deal hits, so I can go give that to my money man to do mm-hmm. whatever it is they need to do with it again. Don't ask me about these things. Whatever I'm gonna do with it, do the exact opposite. but so I, I look at that and the other part of it as well is, yeah, you nailed it. the idea that of course, it isn't just about the money. the other the other thing about this as well is the idea of. What this does to competitive balance in in baseball, like how much do you get your back up about that? Because no, like, I, I don't somebody, buy that part. So you don't you don't buy that now the Dodgers are going to go spend all that like what part oh, yeah, don't you buy? The, I, I buy I mean, the obviously they, 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 were all, spend money. they
0: were always going to spend that 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 the 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 reason that Shohei Otani decided to defer all this payment was to ease the the Dodgers' burden in
1: today. Competitive balance tax. Spending. Should they even be allowed? To, like, I understand it's like the rules are written; mm-hmm. they are allowed. Should they be allowed? Is this good for the game? Like, like what is the point of competitive balance if you can just do accounting chicanery? Effectively, this is not
0: accounting chicanery. Like, literally, th- th- okay. The th- again, the sixty-eight million dollars that he's getting paid down the line. There's no interest on that. That's it's not a seven hundred million dollar contract. They basically th- this is a headline item that this is a seven hundred million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers signed him to a 480 million dollar contract. That's what it is. Right. Like that's that's it's there's no chicanery. I mean there is because it feels like hey he's going to get 2 million dollars a year. That's true. So we can we have ways of calculating inflation right, yeah. and ensure and uh, uh interest rates and again,
1: it's not 700 million. 80, no, no. I, when I say chicanery, I just mean the idea of okay, whatever the 480, 700 million Seven trillion, whatever the number is. He isn't a two million dollar baseball player. I'm just talking about it from the competitive balance, luxury tax kind of threshold. Like, do you have an issue with that part of it? That's the thing.
0: He's still on like the books. The competitive balance right. tax is forty six,
1: for right, or something like that, it's isn't the Forty eight. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's
0: it's because everybody understands what right. this deal is worth, right, in today dollars. Again, there is a formula that the Major League Baseball Players Association yeah. and all the owners have to figure out. Because it's not the first guy that's ever had his contract deferred, and yeah, in yeah. fact, two of the the two major Dodger stars, in Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, also have deferred payments. Not to the degree that no, no, Shohei no. has, where it's like ninety eight percent of his contract I'm is going to be paid out after his playing days are done with the Dodgers. But there is a way to calculate this thing, yeah. and it's it's the way that we all understand what sixty eight million dollars in twenty years means, which means forty eight million dollars today. Like that yeah. li- literally almost gets chopped in half so this is a fraudulent deal yeah it's not the same if the blue jays had a 10 year deal worth 500 million dollars and they gave him 50 million dollars a year over 10 that is worth more than the dodgers 10 year 700 million dollar deal so this is i don't know maybe it's supposed to make you feel better blue jays fan because you see the number right? right you're like oh well we lost out on on showyo because boy, it wasn't five hundred million it wasn't it was seven hundred it was not seven hundred million dollars, okay, yeah, it is too much number talk and too much money talk, and I'm probably out uh, ahead of my skis, yeah. talking about but like everything I've read, yeah, no. I don't think anybody's disagreed with this that yep. this is it, it's it's not you don't ever want to get paid without no. interest accruing twenty years down the line because yeah. that money's worth less, so we can do a calculation, yep. and 700 million is at best, like yeah, 480 million in today today dollars over 10
1: years. Okay, so just we'll, we will play. Uh, don't disagree. We will play the game. We have played at every step of this, given the new information we have. How does this make you feel about the Blue Jays' pursuit of him in terms of the realistic nature? And not again, not the realistic nature from the Jays' perspective. Of course they were pushing, but like, where, what is this? What does this make you say? What does this make you think about everything that played out over the last week or so?
0: Yeah, he had no intention of ever being a Blue Jay. And that, yeah, the heartbreak that so many of us felt over the weekend that it felt like he was snatched away from the Toronto Blue Jays Mm -hmm. was never reality because there's, again, a very, realistic possibility that any accountant yep. with any basic understanding of how mm-hmm. money works would be able to come to Shohei Otani and say I know this says 700 million yep. but the Blue Jays are offering us 600 like this real, is like
1: actual dollars Yeah so.
0: like this is this is this is different mm-hmm. than that I know that that seems like but it's not this is more but he didn't do that because it, it to, to show hey otani again this is just me guessing mm-hmm. he always wanted to be a dodger uh he told his agent i i want to be a dodger but i also want to make the most money and that's fine like i'm not and i i know i need to do my due diligence as mm-hmm. member of the mlbpa to get the highest dollar figure and make headlines and be the highest paid player in the history of the sport so you do that and 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 his agency caa and nesblo has mm-hmm. done that he got the headline item right it's fraudulent. Like it's, it's, it's not real.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I don't, I don't disagree. The other thing that I think, you know, some people brought this up and like, this isn't a sports thing. This is more just a life thing, but Hey, we've, we've talked about money and interest rates. So we'll go here. It's like, you yeah. know someone think of the children here like i don't know what this does to the tax implications i don't know either and i, I like, like i'm not going to pretend to know i know that there are some i've read stuff about him being like h- him having citizenship in japan kind of affects the tax implications for even somebody california versus canada i remember reading some of that stuff so i i barely understand yeah. everything you just said to me <laughs> i'm not going to pretend to understand the tax implications of it all but i will say just if you're able to skirt paying income taxes on money you're getting like I uh, wouldn't be the first person to do that yeah. I, I I know but uh, I don't know I, I, I didn't I didn't love it I winced a little when I saw that once yeah. someone to think of the poor children of yeah. California yeah nobody's been definitive
0: on their take about whether they, like there is a tax implication of not getting paid while you're still a resident of California potentially at the conclusion of this thing mm-hmm. like getting 68 million dollars well, while you no longer live in California you live in Japan and
1: can you imagine he's just like obviously the sports fans there will love him but can you imagine this blows up in his face it's like he's hated in Toronto he becomes like the poster child of tax evasion not not like actual tax evasion but kind of tax evasion or tax evasion in theory like could you imagine the way this like spirals like there will be a subsect of people i mean like we've heard all the stuff in LA about ah, oh, why are all these golf courses like we we like there we know these people exist it is very interesting to see how that aspect of it plays out because I'm I'm pretty fascinated by that. Quote, yeah, honestly.
0: I'd love to have more information to be able to come to the microphone today and say the the people of California should be uprising that they're you know, they're having many millions of dollars uh, taken from them in the form of a, a subverted weirdo contract and this guy should be. Yeah, he should be paying California taxes if, in fact, the work he's doing to earn the money takes place while he is a resident of California, and then you know yeah. he's actually going to get paid out the contract while he's no longer living mm-hmm. here. But yeah, that's that's that they subverted California tax law.
1: Yeah, uh, wouldn't be the first time a, a rich person has done, or even not rich people have uh, done that before. Yeah, allegedly, Anyways, I think
0: that's enough. Like, do you think that's enough? Like money talk?
1: Yeah, I want to throw up. Quite honestly,
0: yeah. All right. I, oh, again, oh, no. I wish I There's... had a smarter person. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, bud. <laughs> I
1: did, not you. No, I did. you again, <laughs> you said this to me. You looked right in my eyes when you said that you're like <laughs> no if only there was a smarter person I met here. myself smarter right. than me right. because like okay. again right. i'm just no,
0: regurgitating no. what i've no, no. read it, totally. okay you and then, and then a connecting a or the or dots anything. no 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 okay. you're smart
1: no definitely i it's it's okay <laughs> i i can be like Ooh, don't make fun of me you can make fun of me about how little i know about money yeah. i know like i've been bad I at yeah. math my whole life and math is just numbers with consequences so
0: it's just one thing you need to know the time equals money
1: Mm -hmm. oh uh i did remember what i wanted to say before we move on about this uh just in the world of what this means about the leafs could you imagine they were like hey john we'll pay you a buck Mm -hmm. a year and uh then you can go have your salary the second you retire as a leaf like this is some nfl cap chicanery of like it will never cease to make me Endlessly jealous of every other sport in North America that there are ways around this, and I know LTIR in the NHL, but you basically got to hope some guy has a cataclysmic injury and say, "Oh, great, aren't we lucky? Now we get to go trade or find a way to make this happen." Like NFL, you can uh, don't t- you think I know a little? Uh, you think I don't know much about money? I really don't know much about the NFL salary cap, but you can move things around. Sure. You can go over move things the uh, NBA luxury tax or uh, bird rights, luxury tax, all that stuff. MLB, you know, go spend what you want. You just got to pay for it. God, every time a story like this comes out, it just it just drives me nuts of how black and white and shackled the the NHL salary system is. Yeah,
0: Leafs try to take advantage of uh, their financial might by front-loading a bunch of contracts, but yeah, it hasn't really had a tangible effect. All right. Um, the Raptors, uh, they stink uh, quite substantially now. Losers of four straight. In fact... Um, only Washington and Detroit have more losses than the Raptors in the Eastern Conference mm. after yet another loss to the New York Knicks and hey, look to your left. Mm. Look to your right. Everybody you're looking at had the correct take on the Raptors. Um, and oh, was unless, Masai, Jerry, Masai. I was going to say unless you're sitting in the Raptors front office, okay? <laughs> Masai, Bobby, don't look at each other because that you're excluded from this conversation. Raptors are who we thought they were. It's very rare in in pro sports. Does the common man, like the average sports fan, look have at us? The correct opinion, like from the outset, what the hell are they doing? Giving up a first round pick to add to this team? Okay, Jakubertel. Yeah, I guess it's a position in need, but uh, and you know there there were some numbers that were mm-hmm. slightly better for this team down the stretch, but they finished with forty one wins. What are you doing holding on to all your pieces Mm -hmm. at the deadline yet again? What are you doing going into a walk year with, again, pending free agents with the same team except without your linchpin point guard? Here we are. I mean, it's not even Christmas, and it's pretty clearly that we're headed towards nothing, nothing land. And certainly there is a breaking point where Messiah Ujiri and Bobby Webster eventually actually have to pull off a franchise-altering trade and just by matter of fact, considering you know, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam have expiring contracts, that I, I mean, there would be no more mind-boggling thing than for the Raptors to hold on to both of those guys beyond the deadline and then have to sign them to extensions after the season. So this is—it's over. Like, it's, it
1: is over. Yeah, I feel slightly differently about OG than I than I do with Pascal. Now, the OG part of it all is uh, the longer this goes this way, I can't imagine that this is where he'd want to make his NBA home. Not that I think he detests it here, but you know, like we've we. We just did all the Otani talk about, oh, the guys want to be here, da-da-da. And I know it's changed. But, you know, given his druthers, if there's a better situation, I wouldn't be shocked if OG Ananobi would rather play on one of the other teams in the NBA. And he's going to have the opportunity to do that because, again, the can't offer him the contract he deserves until the <laughs> season's over. With Siak, and we've done this a million times. The longer this goes on... There is going to be a more finite group of suitors in terms of teams where he makes sense, but there's also going to be less impetus on them to make that move because they understand the position the, the Raptors are in. I also think the Raptors are going to be in one of these positions, just given their record. Again, don't take this as me saying it's what they should do, but it's what I'm worried they will do of saying, okay, we're going to get what? Oh, we're going to get Precious Achua. We're going to get our Precious Achua trade for Pascal Siakam. What's the point in doing that? To get something is the point. We have done way too many versions of watching guys leave. And I will reiterate it again. I had no problem with it for Kyle. I really did think Kyle Lowry was a special one of one. And it's not to say it was the right decision, but I had no problem with the way it was made. But every other guy, Fred Van Vliet, if it's OG Ananobi, if it's Pascal Siakam, You cannot afford to continually lose these guys for nothing. And, you know, again, like we do cross border parallels all the time. This was what killed the Leafs at the end of their kind of last window with letting all their own rentals go. The Tyler Bozaks, the JVRs. And, hey, it made sense for that team to push in to try to have something. For this team, you're going to keep Pascal Siakam for what? To overpay him and then be stuck with this group that you're with right now to try to trade him when he has even more money on the books? I, I I am shocked that we're still in this place because, again, the common man, the proletariat has been saying this for, what, a year now at least?
0: It's uh, been pretty obvious for a while. My question now is, and I, I know the high school coach, uh, Darko Ryakovich, uh, is like Mr. Vibes and like, oh, what an incredible— uh, I feel
1: like high school coaches are meaner than him.
0: He, like, yeah. He's going to take him out to Chuck E. Cheese if they win three in a row. But, um, I— I do wonder if they're able to keep some of the what I I think are growing bad vibes. And you can see with the defensive efforts, right? You you can't. I don't think it's an effort thing that they're missing as many shots as they are. But I think the defensive numbers that continue to regress Mm -hmm. are probably directly related to vibes and effort. But can this team keep from anything negative as we head towards the deadline like everybody knows what's happening here now like the dice cast and like you still got games to play and individual numbers mm-hmm. to accrue and this season was supposed to be about a lack of selfishness well now kind of selfishness is back on because this team's going nowhere and there's money to be made so like Can you get through just a couple of months of basketball where everybody's on their best behavior and nobody's infighting and you don't see screaming on the bench because we know this team in some way or another, this team will be dissolved at the trade deadline? Can they just keep it together for a couple of months here? Can everybody be on their best behavior? Can Pascal Siakam not make it so overtly obvious that he knows he's out of here? Can everybody just play nice as we head towards the deadline?
1: Yeah, it is such a, it is such a miss, quite frankly, the idea of like, we're going to have the vibe season and we're going to have this very big question kind of hanging over the head of the most or second most important player uh, on the team. I don't want to, I don't want to regret raps and you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get us going down this road again, but I have a tweet from Mark Feinstein that I'd like to read to you right now. This is complete non sequitur. Good on unwraps. We'll talk about them later. Maybe, maybe not. Yamamoto, who has already met with the Yankees, Mets, and Giants, will meet with the Red Sox in the coming days. Per source, two or three more teams, including the Blue Jays, will also meet with him, sources said. So I just say, uh, you know, we're doing a morning show here. We get a little breaking-ish news. Not breaking news, but... Uh, you know breaking rumor or, or uh, some some blue jay nugget i figured i should i should pass that along there so i just wanted to uh felt like the raptors conversation run its course and i, I thought we should pass that along here
0: uh i, I not it's 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 an interesting thought and it's not the first time the blue jays have been mentioned with uh, yamamoto um it does feel like you got to take a meeting well certainly you certainly got to take a meeting but that they are not Viewed as, as favorites in the same way that they eventually were for Shohei Ohtani. Take that for what it's worth. But yeah, we'll uh, maybe take a break. Have a thought on that. Come back. Uh, we'll talk some Leafs and maybe ponder over the potential of a Yamamoto signing. What that might mean uh, as far as booing Blue Jays fans after the disappointment and, over the weekend.
1: And hot Northern Star
0: Talk. Oh my God. That and more next. As the Fan Morning Show continues, Ben Ennis, Brent Gunning, Sportsnet 590 The Fan.